Hello and welcome to the podcast for The Lancet Oncology. Richard Lane with you on Wednesday, June the 6th. This month we're focusing on a research article by Anthony Lucci and colleagues from the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas in the United States. And this concerns the very interesting topic of circulating tumor cells and whether or not they could be a useful prognostic indicator for women with non-metastatic breast cancer. To find out more, a few days ago I spoke to Dr. Lucci. Dr. Lucci, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Oncology. Can you just give us a little bit of a background to the study before we go into the details of it? Sure, Richard. In breast cancer, traditionally the staging has focused on TNM stage, the tumor size, the nodes, and whether or not there's any evidence of distant metastatic spread. But to assess the part about distant metastatic spread, in the past it's relied on x-rays or imaging, PET scans, this kind of thing. And oftentimes before the disease would show up on such imaging, it's already fairly extensive and in that case not curable. So the idea here is can we identify cells that break free from the tumor and spread through the bloodstream, which may potentially predict patients that are at a higher chance for recurrence with the ultimate goal in the future of could we intervene and do something to block that process. The background on this particular topic of circulating tumor cells in breast cancer is that in metastatic patients, patients who already have established spread of their cancer, there was a report from our institution at MD Anderson showing that patients who had more than five cells in the circulation who are metastatic did worse than those that had less. And so based upon that concept, we decided could we extend this to non-metastatic breast cancer and look at patients who were not yet metastatic. And so we started the study looking at uh, non-metastatic patients in the uh, year 2005. You presumably had a hypothesis you were testing against. And tell us a little bit about the methodology and the numbers of patients involved. The hypothesis we formed based upon the, the background we talked about was that, number one, we could identify circulating tumor cells in a significant proportion of non-metastatic breast cancer patients patients. Solid tumors are not thought of to, they're usually thought to spread through the lymphatic system and our concept was perhaps early on they're already spreading through the bloodstream and we, we know that to be that breast cancer is a systemic problem so we thought we should evaluate the blood in these patients, see can we find the cells. So that was the first idea and the, the main hypothesis was that if these circulating tumor cells were present, they would predict a shorter time to recurrence and a worse overall survival than patients that did not have the cells in the circulation. So that was the hypothesis of the study. We also thought that these cells would be independent of lymph nodes because we're going to assume that they're a different route of spread. The tumors that go to the lymphatic system would be through lymph channels, whereas these cells are going through the peripheral bloodstream. So we assumed that they would be independent of each other. And so the ultimate idea idea here is that if this hypothesis were correct, that potentially these cells could be used as a prognostic factor and if in the future perhaps even help to decide therapy. I think that's the big question, next big question. And just a point on the measurement, how did you detect these circulating tumor cells? What process did you use to do that? For this study, we first of all would like to point out that it was a research study, so we had each patient uh, sign an informed consent prior to taking their blood, and then we took a 7.5 mil, milliliter tube of blood, and within 72 hours we ran it through what's called the cell search system. It's actually the same system that was used in the metastatic patient study. That is an FDA-approved device for assessing circulating tumor cells. So we we used that system and we didn't know what the cutoff should be in non-metastatic patients. So we just took any cell as a positive result. 
any one or more cells as a positive result. And I'd also like to point out that the same technician who looked at the samples for our previous study that was from this institution in metastatic patients reviewed all these as well, and they were blinded to the patient data, so they didn't know the, the, the clinical stage of the patient. That was helpful as well. And then this system uses a variety of positive and negative enrichment steps to pull the cells out of the blood and, 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 and isolate them. So, for instance, the cells that are considered circulating tumor cells, they have what's called EPCAM on them, an epithelial cell adhesion molecule. They also have cytokeratin on them. They don't have CD45, which is on white blood cells, so those are negatively enriched and pulled out of the mix. And then the circulating tumor cells also have a nucleus, so they are positive for a stain called DAPI, D-A-P-I. So you have this multiple kind of marker analysis looking at these circulating tumor cells and, and isolating them from the other cells present in the, in the blood. And I'd also point out that uh, in the past, the study has been already performed using patients without disease or benign conditions, and those uh, samples didn't show circulating tumor cells in any significant number of patients. So we can therefore say that the presence of these cells is an, is an abnormal finding. And go on and just summarize the results you found from this study. In this study, we enrolled over 300 patients, 302 patients, and the median follow-up was around three years. Interestingly, many of these patients were early stage, yet 24% of them had one or more circulating tumor cells identified in the circulation. So our first hypothesis, which was that we could identify them in a significant number of patients, was uh, proven to be true because almost a quarter of them had uh, one or circulating tumor cells. And more importantly, what we found is that those patients who had one or more circulating tumor cells had a decreased progression-free and a decreased overall survival as compared to those that did not. What also I think is very important is as you got higher numbers of circulating tumor cells identified in the blood, the hazard ratio or the the, the risk that, that something would happen, that they would have a recurrence or die, it was significantly higher as you had higher numbers of cells as compared to those who did not have. It appears that these cells are important and that you could potentially use them or, or use them to stratify patients at higher risk. And the one other thing I'd like to mention is that we also assumed or hypothesized that these cells would be independent of axillary lymph nodes. And indeed, we did find that the circulating tumor cells were not correlated with axillary lymph node status, even when we broke up lymph nodes into one node or one to three or higher numbers of nodes, it wasn't correlated. So it would again suggest that these are different routes of spread and potentially different uh, biological uh, cells as well. So it just is an interesting finding as well. Am I right in saying that at the moment circulating tumor cells uh, are, are not in the guidelines for, for people with non-metastatic disease as something to look out for? You are correct. In fact, neither the American Society of Clinical Oncology in their paper that they published in 2007 on breast cancer uh, biomarkers and also the, the NCCN, their guidelines don't recommend routine circulating tumor cell assessment in breast cancer patients. So I would point out that for clinicians, we still don't know exactly how to utilize this data as far as affecting treatment decisions. I think what this study does, though, is it's important because it sets the groundwork for bigger studies. I think now the next step is a multi-institutional 
study that's powered to look at subgroups because the really exciting question here is, is that patients, let's say, for instance, who are estrogen receptor positive but lymph node negative, oftentimes it's a difficult decision to know whether or not these patients will benefit from, say, systemic chemotherapy. So currently, we rely on things like uh, gene profiles like uh, Oncotype DX, which is, again, looking at the primary tumor in order to help us determine who might benefit from chemotherapy. So I think our next step is, our study here is ongoing in order to gain more power to be able to assess subgroups because the really exciting idea would be if we can identify low-risk subgroups, such as the ER-positive node-negative patients, and find that, that, that indeed circulating tumor cells are predictive of a worse outcome then we can use this information to help guide treatment and potentially decide who might benefit from chemotherapy. So I think the overall message is that I don't really know that right now we're going to be able to say, yes, we can use this in all of our non-metastatic patients, but I think it opens up a whole new idea of research and that we need to validate and move forward and see can we actually use this to help us guide treatment decision-making. I just point out that one of the next things we're doing here is we're actually now um, examining these cells for the markers on the cells to see are they the same or different than the tumor because potentially, again, you might use this as a, a way to guide treatment. So I think it opens up a whole new exciting field for the future. Indeed. Well, it's a really interesting and potentially very important study and something I'm sure the Lancet Oncology will follow with great interest. But in the meantime, Anthony Lucci on the line from the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas in the United States. Many thanks indeed for talking to the Lancet Oncology. Thank you, Richard. Many thanks to Anthony Lucci and to you all for listening. See you next time.